Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. This is episode 82 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and this week we're talking about one of my least favorite words talent. Welcome, wonderful teachers. This week is going to be a bit of a rant, I'll admit it to you right now. It's going to be a short one, but it is going to be a bit ranty. I'm not going to be able to avoid that because we are talking about one of the words that I absolutely hate. Now, I know there are various things that annoy people in terms of misuse of words or even grammatical errors. There are things that rile people up, right? Everyone has different things. For many teachers, it's this distinction between, for example, piece and song, people using song when they mean a piece. I don't care about that. People can talk about whatever they want. As far as I'm concerned, I might use it myself correctly, but I don't mind when people get that wrong. What really does annoy me, though, is when people talk about talent. So there are several reasons why I have a bit of an objection to this idea of talent within music or within anything. The first is that it disregards hard work, and this is probably the most important one to me. Because when somebody says, oh my gosh, my friend is so talented, she plays grade six violin. I heard that from a student the other day. What they're doing, in my mind anyway, is taking away all of the endless hours that that child, that 13-year-old, had spent getting to up to the level of grade six in violin by that age. She put in a tremendous amount of effort to do that. It didn't happen by magic. And she probably also had a very good teacher who helped her along the way. It's not talent. It's not innate ability. No one wakes up magically being able to play the violin. They have to put in some amount of effort. Now, before I get pushback from some of you, I'm not going to deny that some people are more innately capable or have a propensity towards certain things. But that's not the biggest part of the story, is it? We all know that. That's why we focus so much on practice and getting practice to happen and getting effective practice to happen. If it was all down to talent, we wouldn't have that. We wouldn't care about that. But of course we do, because of course it's all about hard work. Many of you will be familiar with the work of Angela Duckworth and Carol Dweck, who wrote about growth mindset and grit, and also both have TED Talks about the same topic. So if you want to look those up, 
that's a great way to look into this idea more. But basically, where I see both of their work coming together is this idea that what matters the most is the effort you put in. And it also matters in terms of how we talk about it. So when I get annoyed by someone talking about talent, it's not just because I'm pedantic and I want them to recognize what actually happened. It's because it affects how they and other people think about the work that's happening. If you tell someone that they're so talented, they finish playing a piece beautifully, and the praise they get is, you're so talented, oh my gosh. That is the wrong message. That tells them that they were naturally able to do that and that's why it worked. And actually, what the work of Carol Dweck and Angela Duckworth has shown is that when you praise people in this way, when you call them smart or talented, you make it more likely that they're not going to try as hard the next time. Whereas when you praise people's effort, when you praise them for putting in the work, for studying, for trying, as corny as that sounds, when you praise the trying, that's when they try harder and harder and get better and better. And this idea of having grit, having the ability to stick with things that are hard, has been shown as a better indicator of financial success or lifetime success than your IQ. It's not about intelligence. It's not about innate abilities or talents. It's about whether you can stick with things. And grit is something that can be developed. Some people are naturally grittier than others. That's their talent, as you might call it. And some are less gritty. But it can be developed. And one of the ways we do that is by using the right language. Stop calling people talented. Another reason I don't like this word talent is that I believe it kind of provides excuses. Which sounds really harsh, right? Um, Not letting people have their excuses. But it's better for everyone, it's better for the people in question, if they don't give themselves those excuses. By saying, oh my gosh, you're so talented, I could never do that. Do you ever get people saying that to you? People say it to me, like, oh, you're so musical, or I don't have a creative bone in my body. No, that's an excuse. I'm not naturally like that. I tried really hard. That's what happened. So, I believe... By letting people use this wording of talent, robbing them of the belief that they can do it too, which they absolutely can. If they don't want to, that's fine. But that should be the choice they're making rather than, oh, I don't think I could do that or I'm just not musical. Do you ever hear that from people? I'm sure you do. I definitely hear it all the time. I'm just not musical. I'm just not creative. I can't do that kind of stuff. And while there are certainly some people who are nearly tone deaf, that is very, very rare. And most people are able to make music if they want to. We know that. The third reason that this word talent annoys me is I believe it can let the teacher or the parent, whoever we're talking about, off the hook. It can let people believe like, oh, well, it just wasn't to be. So I used to get this, I still do sometimes, a new parent will get in touch with me, and you are like a potential piano parent, and they'll say, oh, well, we just want to try it out. We just want to see if he's musical. And I used to sort of say, oh, okay, and be very nice about it when I was younger. And now I say, all children are musical. Like, it just comes out of me, and it sounds 
you know, it can sound quite abrupt, but I make it sound as nice as I can. And then I educate them a bit about how he's going to love it. He's going to become musical if you support his practice at home, if you help him, if he wants to do it. That's what matters. No one is musical or not musical, or at least most people aren't. Just want to see if he's musical. No, that's not a good way to go into something. So, my plea to you this week, in this short episode of the podcast, is to change your language, and to maybe gently correct people around you too. You may, Maybe you already don't talk like this. That's probably true for a lot of teachers, because they know the hard work that goes into it. But if you have some things that you just say by default, we all have them. Like, well done, or you're so smart to get that, even if you're commenting on areas outside of music. If you have these things that you say, or if you see people saying them around you, try to change it. Let's try and change this word, because it really, it's really not helpful. And if you disagree with me on that, please, I'm happy to have a healthy debate about it. Join me in the Vibrant Music Studio Teachers Facebook group and I can chat about it some more. But if you're on my side, if you hate this word talent and what it stands for, then let's try and change it together. That's it for now. I'll see you next week. If you would like to nurture hard work and creativity, then you need to become a member of Vibrant Music Teaching. Sign up today at vmt.ninja and join us. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.